0: welcome into the dnvr rockies podcast brought to you by strava craft coffee remember to use that promo code dnvr20 because when you do that you save 20 percent off your entire purchase of the cbd infused deliciously rich and potentially life-altering strava craft coffee i am your host drew Cre- Cre- i'm the managing at rockies with me as always is beat writer patrick lyons and on this episode, we want to get into what comes next for the Colorado Rockies in the transaction world. A couple of very big remaining questions out there, particularly with regards to Trevor Story and potentially John Gray and Hermen Marquez. We'll talk about those types of things, maybe a few other guys along the way as well. We'll get to that all in just a minute. I did want to talk about the one little hot button news item of the day Uh, but first actually a quick comment and and this is on me for forgetting to do this yesterday patrick actually but we we do have to say goodbye to a member of the baseball family in pedro gomez who passed away and very suddenly and uh you know like right in the middle of the super bowl it felt like and you know not someone i've ever sadly got the chance to meet Uh, in this business, but somebody who I know was universally respected. I don't have much to add that you probably all haven't seen out there. And that's probably why I I didn't say anything yesterday make the time, but we just at the very least should uh, because he he was a part of the family and, and one that, you know, everybody loved. And so it's great. Great human being. Uh, No two is about it.
1: Great father, you know, loved his son, minor league ball player in the Red Sox organization. And, you know, was a guy that, knowing everybody as he did for, for being in, in journalism for as long as he was, he knew everybody. So he knew everyone's kids. So he would frequently, you right. know, if he was at a game and, and he was seeing someone whose uh, father he knew well, he'd always give him those kind of updates and just a great human being all around. My, my two interactions were very clearly at a, at a distance uh, as I was talking with my wife, uh, just about it uh, before we started how in 2017 I was down in Arizona uh for for a race and it was the beginning of spring training and i was at cubs uh, facility in mesa and just kind of looked over and i guess he was waiting for someone to do interviews and he was you know a baseball field's length away and i was like i think that's pedro gomez and i just kind of like you know you sometimes like you shout a name into the ether and you go if they turn their head yeah that's them and so i just like mm-hmm. pedro and he looked and i waved and he waved and i was like oh look at that nice guy <laughs> not, not bad for someone just I, shouting his I, name, were,
0: right, right? I literally just shouted his name, and he. There uh, was no <laughs> one around too, so it wasn't. It was like very clearly. Oh, you were the only now. person it could have been. Yeah,
1: and he was in the clubhouse in, in 2018 when you know it's it, it's not often that, and it's unfortunate because it may be a while again that you know the national media comes to Denver because right. you know the Rockies were a major story in 2017 and more importantly in, in 2018 when they're battling the Dodgers for first place in the the NL west and and he was there uh, amongst a, a few other people and you know happened to just kind of uh be a nice guy much like like he was and uh our guy our, our buddy Neil Apiro for mile High sports went over to to go say hi and I snapped a couple photos real quick in the clubhouse I'm like here you go Neil here's here's just some photos of of you and Pedro because it's somebody that he looked up to and they just shared a brief moment and here we are a couple of years later, and that would that would be his only opportunity to speak with him. And so to, to kind of be able to capture that and be on the other side just feels good for you know a guy as good of a human being as Pedro Gomez was to to maybe be a, a good guy in my own rights in that moment is you know something nice that I'll I know I'll keep with me and and just kind of wish that you know I had that moment to to say hi to him and just just shake the hand of, of that man you know.
0: Yeah, it feels like it was just a week or so ago you and I were having this conversation about other people and I th- where we had just missed and and I'd been at the Comic-Con, you know, right before Stan Lee passed away and and didn't end up going to, and and it was the same thing at, uh, with this where I was at, you know, those games as well and th- there were a lot of people there who I I kind of admired and and thought about going up and shaking their hand and saying hello, but I also maybe had this part of me that was like Know what? You're here to do a job too. Stay focused on what you're doing. You know, if the opportunity arises and and it makes sense, but there's a lot going on. There's there's a lot to file and to talk about and, and to do when you're <laughs> covering a team that's in the postseason. And so, you know, probably thought to myself, well, I'll, I'll have another opportunity to meet Pedro Gomez or you know, a few other. Ken Rosenthal's another guy who I've been in the vicinity of. Didn't make a point. To do it there's been a few of these other guys who else was that wasn't didn't buster only or was that in milwaukee i don't know that he came to coors but i think he was in milwaukee uh and a couple other of those guys that you just seen on tv uh i haven't been around like peter gammons or anything yet I, he wasn't he wasn't there yet we haven't gotten to peter gammons yet. you gotta at least get to the nlcs for peter gammons <laughs> Well, the winter meetings—you're cheating if you do winter meetings
1: because I mean that's—they're all there.
0: Meetings they're in that. the same it's, room,
1: and it's—it's it's still you it's, know baffling to be there at winter meetings, and you're trying to write a story about hey, here's what Jeff Bridgich said last night up in his suite, and you're like, I can't not look up and go, oh yeah, there's there's Gammons and oh, Ken Rosenthal, oh John Boy, okay, what's up? Right. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's good to finally right. meet you, and, yeah. and it's 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 really a, a who's who, and that's exciting. That's an exciting yeah. time to just be in and around the game and and Pedro Gomez was was the guy at the center of all of it as, as just a great human being and, and and someone from Yahoo Sports even you know passed away again today too so you know it just, just kind of goes to you. show you that the more that we're trying to get back to the normalcy of it all and and we should and you know there's there's nothing wrong with that it's we still have to be careful out there and again we, we don't necessarily know all the details of uh, of these folks passing, but it's just a reminder that you need we need to take lives our lives very seriously and and life in general very seriously and because it's it's precious. So uh, be cautious if if and when you do go out into the yeah, take world. Take
0: care of each other. Take care of each other out there. So uh, yeah, before we get into the other the the main topic of the day, I, I did mention the the hot button issue. And Patrick, we can spend as much time as you or anybody in the comments wants to, uh, but. Of course Jake McGee is, signed a two-year deal right. with the that's San Francisco right. the Giants for seven, million, $7 million. million dollars. So that.
1: that's <laughs> a big one. I actually think that may take the bulk of the show.
0: Uh, that's now, right. Now. We're going to talk in depth <laughs> about the Jake McGee deal for sure. What's Jordan Pacheco up to these days? Check in <laughs> on him. Uh, no, but for sure, I uh, this Pacheco thing, right? So the projections, Pocota yeah, projections come out and project the Rockies to lose a hundred games. Not the first time that that has happened, uh, though the Rockies have never actually lost 100 games. One of two teams to <laughs> pull that feed off somehow. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just throw it to you to to start. Uh, just what what do you make of this? Does this mean anything to you? Does it matter if they lose 99 games or 101 games? Does it, is this just kind of, at this point, like, okay, the, <laughs> sure,
1: I think I see I think I might see more more positives in it I mean th- there's no positives in you know if, if you're watching 162 games to see your team lose 100 or more games like there's there's obviously no positive in, in those losses but there's still a lot of, a lot of positives I think that you can take out of that you know you go and look uh, the Rockies were the only team with 100 losses, which means they would get the first overall pick next year that really got my you know my spidey senses tingling to go all right who are the best high school juniors in the game who are some of the sophomores that are out there right now in division one baseball so that is obviously a positive we also know that again it is hard to contextualize Coors Field and I think that that's probably an extreme it it wouldn't shock me if they did lose 100 games again we're gonna be talking about potential trades of Trevor Story John Gray but right now those guys are on the table those guys are still on the roster
0: Right, right, right. But, but I, I will say, you know, because I, I tweeted out, so anyone, you know, spoilers for, you know, people who saw me on Twitter earlier say, I don't think that the Rockies will lose. I don't, I don't guess. For a number of reasons, uh, not the least of which is they never have. You mentioned a couple other reasons. They do still have good players. Um, now, how long they hang on to Trevor's story becomes, and that's what we're going to get to in a minute, a major element of this. Because if they decide early on, maybe even before the season starts or in the first couple of weeks of the season, to trade Trevor because someone offers them the right deal, that really does, especially if it's for prospects, not guys you're expecting to get immediate return for, young players, uh, that, that, that puts it quite on the table right there. And if you go full in and trade all the guys, Story, Gray and Marquez, well, then you're trying to... Lose 100, 105, 110 games if you can. Make sure you get that first pick, like you said, and then build around whatever the next thing is going to be. So they could tip the scales on purpose and go the other way and say, no, that's actually what we want. Uh, But as constituted, I just with the pitching they have with Trevor's story, with the lost boys we've talked about that are going to steal wins here and there, the bullpen that's better than people realize, uh, you know, it's not saying much. Uh, of course, I, I got plenty of responses on Twitter today. says, oh, so 99 losses? I'm like, more or less, you know, 90 losses. Sure. Yeah, that's, I think, to be expected, right? But it's tough to lose 100 baseball games, folks. I'll tell you, I've watched the Rockies play a lot of bad baseball over the last 28 years and this team not the worst colorado rockies team to ever take the field on opening day not even close they're not in the bottom five so you know they could make it though they could they could if they wanted <laughs> to turn it right into that there's thing.
1: potential <laughs> <for> them <laughs> to lose all potential i think And or, there's a chance what is the opposite of potential or to, right. to lose all potential you right. know dick Mumford has to be in a way a little bit happy i mean again it depends on how he views it, because really that sets the bar pretty darn low. Yeah, if you go out win like seventy games, you're like, see, told you these guys were a lot better than most people thought they were, and you feel good about yourself. I, you know, it, it would be nice to, to to give them credit, and and you, you said it last week. You know, they they do not deserve the benefit of any doubt, and and it, it's hard to give them credit for for anything right now. And I don't think you could give them credit if they were to lose 100 games and then say hey they're tanking you you cannot tank with one with an analytic <laughs> with, with your one person analytic department uh, uh, right. because you need to you need to maximize that as best as possible like it, it, in the draft yeah you get the number 1 overall pick you could look around and take the best player and and maybe you say they really do want to reunite with kumar rocker a guy that they drafted three years ago in 2018, granted, you know, in the 35th or 36th round, it was, he was going to Vanderbilt, whatever. But as one of the top pitchers um, in, in college baseball right now, that would be a great guy to immediately boost that farm system. But then what do you do in the beginning of the second round? That's where that creativity comes in. And you need a good analytical department to say, you know, anyone could, anybody listening to this right now could just open up baseball America and figure out one of the top five guys and say, hey, this is our first overall pick. You're not going to be too disappointed. What about the second round, third round, fourth, et cetera, et cetera? What are you doing to maybe save money and convince a kid that's, you know, headed for college to sign immediately out of high school? This is where that that really good analytical department and and your boots on the ground with the scouts is going to, you know, help you make some really great decisions. And it just doesn't seem the Rockies have that. So if if they're going about tanking, I, I don't, you've convinced me of this. I don't have the right team in place behind the scenes to properly do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, at that point, you, you've got to take some, you got to hire a whole bunch of people, if not by the deadline, at least starting in, in next off season. And, and if they do that, then I think we'll, we'll give them credit for saying, okay, okay. Now that you have lost a hundred games, even if you didn't really intend to though, if they make a smart trade of Trevor story and then they hire all the analytic people, instead of leaving it to just the analytic, as we've said, then, yeah, then we can go, okay, okay, at least they're trying to do the right thing here. Let's see if they can. But until then, yeah, no, no benefit of the doubt. We'll see. But, and I was going to wait a little bit later to plug him, but it just fits in too well now. I think we're both saying, as constituted, there's a giant, like, asterisk caveat on this, right? If the Rockies commit to tanking, which they've said they're not going to do,
1: and I don't think they will. I, I, I think you're right. I, you I, I, you I convinced me of that as far as the idea that they would just, they are really reticent. They don't to want just to, and they stink. don't know how. At yes. least <laughs> properly stink. They might, I mean, let's right. keep in mind, you know, Mr. Monfort did say 94 wins in 2019, and it was he did. closer to 94 losses. So, but right, they're not going to intentionally go out and say, we got to get a top three draft pick, we got to be bad. We got to trade anything that we can, you know, possibly, you know, bring back some prospects. They're not, they're not doing that yet. They may be forced into it, or they may, as it seems like you might be suggesting, they could kind of do that this year and and not fully commit to that, and then wait until the off season to totally say, all right, now we're going to start to spend some money, all that that money that we saved on Arenado. Now we're right. going to throw it into a, an analytical department where we're going to we need 15, 20 guys right now, really. Ah, uh, crunching those numbers in in a major way. We got to figure out who we're going to take in next year's draft. You know, they could do that, but it it seems too early to suggest that that's that's going to be the case.
0: Absolutely. So I, I think as constituted now, DraftKings does not have the number of games out yet, so you can't go and take the over on a hundred. I I don't know that they'll come out with a hundred losses. Probably not. My guess is not. Nah, that's too bold. That's too bold. But if they do. Keep your eyes on that thing. Make sure you've got that app downloaded for the moment they drop them because public's real low on this team. The analytics are real low on this team. And I've been telling you before, maybe take the under, but but check it. If If they've got them losing 100 games, it might still be after all is said and done a good idea to take the over on the Colorado Rockies. For now, though, can't do any of that. You can just do like. League winners and World Series winners. If you've got ideas about those things right now, if you're still waiting out on baseball, getting ready for the big UFC 258 this weekend, well, you're in luck because that's where the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, special promo deal is going to help you out right now the most. They're always hooking you up with all kinds of fantastic deals, which often basically just amount to here's free money to bet on whatever you want. Uh, right now, though, if you sign up, all new users, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if you choose the title winner this weekend. Place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend, and use that code DNVR to turn $1 into 100 bucks on the main event Saturday night for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: It is a little early to be thinking about baseball. If you're thinking, "Hey, maybe the Rockies could sneak into the postseason," and I want to put some money on it. The odds are going to get better um, as as we get closer to the season because, again, a trade of Trevor Story is only going to make those odds go up for you, and and you're going to get a much much better payout and we'll talk about that in a second but uh my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week right now we're going into ufc 278 and i'm gonna win you money might not be a lot of money because it's the heavy favorite kamaru uzman the nigerian nightmare uh yeah. the 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 welterweight champion i think he might be pound for pound the best fighter right now his last four he's lost once as a pro that was only in his, his second match i think like Almost a decade ago, at this point, Basically but his an accident, l- essentially, and and his last four fights are names that they're big names, right? Rafael Dos Anjos, Tyron Woodley, Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Those are his victories. So Gabriel Burns, sorry, you have little to no chance wow. on Saturday. Um, wow. So you know the the payout's not going to be huge, but nevertheless, you are this is this is as good of a lock as it could be right now. Two seventy eight. Kamara Usman, my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week over Gilbert Burns.
0: Lock it down. Just Make that money.
1: I called him Gabriel Burns. You know, Gabriel I was, Burns, he's who's the
0: uh, D'Artagnan. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: may need to have turned to a career in acting uh, yeah. after this match, depending on how badly uh, Kamara whoops on him. But we'll see. Yeah. Good Your luck to the kid. Guy,
0: man in the Iron Mask, stigmata, uh usual suspects, usual suspects, suspects. Usual suspects guy. That two, I two, days
1: that row, day. two days in a row two days in a row that's
0: right that's yeah, okay. right uh, yeah a couple I
1: can't think of anything else that he he's was in I probably saw Stigmata when that came out on VHS Stigmata's maybe
0: good it's like not like that's twisted but yeah Stigmata Patricia
1: good. Arquette right
0: that's right She yeah. in that. Yeah.
1: and what was the other one you mentioned
0: the oh man in oh. the iron mask he's D'Artagnan oh, okay. I love that movie that's one of my favorites it's, yeah so that's when uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's the prince the, yeah
1: it's a good movie <laughs> I think I I saw that in theaters as as a young boy.
0: Anyway, all right, we're going to talk about some of this trade stuff. Will, with another good comment, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to forget about it. Don't need to do a whole segment on it, but it does piss me off. You know what grinds my gears? (laughs) Uh, Major League Baseball, uh, yeah, coming out today, talking about they want to go ahead and deaden the ball this year, uh, try to reduce – uh, and and as Will says, basically admitting that the baseball over the last couple of years has been juiced. And I was like, I know, I know. Like, can Chad Bettis have his career back maybe? Like, can, like, can Kyle Freeland get his mm-hmm. entire 2019 mental breakdown? Not that he had a mental breakdown, but I, I mean, like on a baseball level, you imagine what that would do to you the number of times. And I, I, I've told this story, I think, before, but like – The one – I wish I could remember now. I I had the guy's name, but he threw him a cutter low and away. The guy stepped in the bucket, right-handed hitter, and just poked at it and hit that thing out over the left center. And you saw Kyle turn around and just go, no. Not – just like, no. I refuse to accept that that was the outcome of that. That got so
1: crazy in 2019 uh, where just regular old fly balls. And, and, you know, conversely – the so KBO did this a couple of years ago where they they did the, the balls, um, based on the coefficient of restitution, as it's called the COR, the core. And and there were guys talking about like you you hit one right on the screws and you go, Oh, yeah, I got all that one, and it would be an easy out. So it, ew, MLB might get what they want, but I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I don't know about the movements of, of off speed pitches. You know, is that going to be reduced? You know, is there going to be issue with drag? It's hard to know. Um, But I I like the idea that MLB is trying to figure it out and, you know, play with it a little bit. And, And this could be a process that we see for the next five to 10 years as MLB tries to, you know, get the ball in play, have a little bit more action. It certainly seems like a much better solution than moving the mound back. Right, doing doing something right. crazy like that, or lowering the mound and banning um, the shift, banning the shift. You're really, you know, changing the baseball. And, you know, in, in some ways, I, I I welcome, you know, the the change of the baseball because you never know what's going to happen every year. It's like, let's see, like who can adjust, what teams are going to benefit most. But again, that might favor those larger market teams that are going out and spending, you know. Big bucks. Like I, I don't know what the exact numbers. I don't think anyone has um, figured. You know, put put a dollar figure on how much teams are spending on their analytical departments. That may may need to to right. reach out to some of our contacts. But I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to you know say that you you might spend ten to twenty million dollars, maybe on an analytics team. I mean, again, a lot of those guys are, are coming in as, as entry level positions. So, you know, it, it, I wouldn't check me if it was more like 5 million for, you know, right. someone like the Dodgers, but I could see spending $20 million where again, sure. that's, that doesn't go towards the payroll in right. any way. Like, like you you, you can't be, um, you know, taxed on that, so to speak. Um, it doesn't count as an additional player and, and you can grind out a, a bunch of different wins. And if the baseball does end up changing, if this is something that we do see frequently, even if it's every other year, that, that's an advantage that some of those larger market teams you know, may have, as, as so long as they're investing in the analytics. But I think that would be interesting. I'd be fine with that. It just would, would be very unfair from year to year where, like you said, Kyle Freeland goes from being in the Cy Young contention to, all right, we need to have a special press conference to announce that Kyle Freeland is going down to AAA. That, that shouldn't happen. That should right. just shouldn't happen. And, 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 a, you know, I don't know, 95% of that has to be attributed to the ball. If not more, right. If you, if you had a normal oh, yeah. baseball, that's, that's not happening. Kyle Freeman's not going down to the minors. We know that. So maybe it's a hundred percent.
0: There was this other story. You might remember a fella by the name of Sir Christopher Russon. Remember Russ? Mm. Love Chris Russon. uh I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a very quick story one time that was like totally off the record, like accidental thing. And none of this, I'm not going to give you any of the specifics, not that it would matter at this point. Although you already told us
1: who was telling you this information. So, all right. right.
0: (laughs) I accidentally wandered once into what amounted to a very specific strategy conversation between Chris Russon and a pitching coach. Like, how they were going to approach guys that night starting with what pitch and that kind of thing and it was just one of those i clearly you know i wasn't necessarily where i wasn't supposed to be they just didn't realize i was there and there was just that moment of like looked at each other and I just went you know I'm not going to say anything you're you're fine i didn't hear anything i was never here walked out of the room never said anything till this moment i don't have ever said anything to anybody about it uh just because it was like you know and and what, what was that gonna do <laughs> you know with that information but it was one of those kinds of things that uh you saw how studious he was in the game and then look at his numbers 17 18 and then 19 the guy can't find anything everything he throws hangs over the plate and goes over the wall he's dead he's done the Rockies can't bring him back. They can't in good conscience now after the money they've spent on these others, spend money on Chris Russen. What do they do? They cut him loose like anyone would. How many fans threw a fit that they cut Chris Russon loose despite how valuable he was in 17 and 18? Zero. That's the grand total of the number of fans who were sad about Chris Rusin leaving. And then once he do, hooks up with the Braves, has a pretty solid season. Why the Braves taught him to be awesome again and the Rockies didn't know? Man, it was the... Baseball and that's so irritating. That's so damned irritating uh, th- that it plays a role also in in this whole. Uh, makes me want to drink my Breck brew, Patrick. I'm, I'm reaching. I got I got RK special today, so I'm so that's why it's in a cup. If anyone was wondering, because Ali and RK give me a hard time for putting. Well, that's
1: stuff. a normal size cup. That's not yeah. the kind of cup that's going to get Drew Goodman <laughs> to 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 that's rip that's your new one. Hey, that's a nice cup. Did somebody give you that? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Someone mm-hmm. with
0: the best mustache in this conversation.
1: Oh. <laughs> Take a swig of my Strava there.
0: And then a fanta- I love this. I usually put coffee in it early in the day. It holds coffee well. But uh,
1: those those are the type those are the types of little trinkets. Like again, it's a legit Denver Zephyr's cup that looks brand new yeah. from thirty years ago. Those are the cool kind of you know souvenirs you can pick up if you're a member of the Rocky Mountain Saber, because there are some there's some old timers that we have in our organization who have great stories and even better memorabilia that eventually they go, I don't want this stuff anymore. Here, give me a <laughs> right. you know, give me a buck for it or donate it to the chapter and you Over can get here. some yeah. some cool stuff like that and bobblehead. So go ahead and sign up for that. That happened to me once where I think it was 2019, where there it was just there, there are too many people. I don't think it wasn't a playoff game. But I went down into the the press room, which is, it connects uh, down a long hallway to the clubhouse. And Steve Foster comes in with Jake McGee and Sam Howard. They see me, and I had to headphones in. And they're just like, this guy's cool. He's fine. And they're just talking about the hitters, like, okay, uh, this guy, Lefty, he's kind of a thumper, bust him in and out. And that was like, you know, I'm I'm like, of course I muted what I was listening to or focusing in on him, just like listening just just for a little bit not again what am i going to do with that information just to be a fly on the wall and i was and it was really
0: cool it isn't it cool just the level that they're on because two days from now this conversation won't mean anything to anybody that we have this information and they're just and and maybe even the next day like actually the chris Rustin one was like and, and remember this right so it's like he's gonna face one of two he's he's got a yeah, lot yeah he's talking about one of the two guys he might have to come in in the seventh or eighth inning and face in a big spot and he's working through in his mind one at bat that's going to take place two and a half hours from now and it was just like cool and there was nothing yeah there, there was nothing like to give away uh other than if i would had gone out and tweeted tonight hey chris russell's going to approach this guy this way that would have one gotten me fired and got me thrown out of the BBWAA <laughs> and gotten you know a million other things that just no and there's no reason to do that and then yeah so it's just like that but to know that they're just like yeah you're fine you're not
1: and you know what that and that's, that's part of the yeah that's part of the relationships that we build when we get to go in the clubhouse which which makes you know this time really hard for us oh, to do our job because we're on Zoom and you know, maybe a, a more personal question or just a weird curious thing to throw out there that might be absolutely nothing. Now we're maybe asking it, you know, on, on a zoom call where there's 10 to 20 people and somebody else has a way bit more important question. Whereas right. we would just pull a guy aside where that's, that's often the case. You talk to the starting pitcher, you talk to whoever, whoever caught the game and you talk to one or right. two stars about, you know, what happened who, who had a good game. And it's happened many, many times. John Gray has a good start. The scrum moves on, and you stick around, right? We both stick around. And it's, hey, what was going on with that in the third inning? Did you guys get your signals crossed up? Were you, were you coming in a little inside? And You'd be like, yeah, he, he's inching in on the plate. Like, I've got to let him know. Like, you can't have that portion of the plate. And you're like, that's it. That's just one of those little nuanced things that gives you a better, you know, indication of where a guy's head's at, what he's trying to do, all those things that we think we see with our eyes. Sometimes they're, they're really happening. Other times, no, not at all. Just, yep, signs did get crossed up. And it, it's not for anybody else to need to know. It's not really all that important in the grand scheme of things. And unfortunately right now we, we don't have that ability. Um, it, it'll be some time. But we'll, we're, we're doing everything our can to, to, to reach out to our contacts and, and, and bug those players to get those inside scoops.
0: Right. Totally. Totally. One of the guys I've always enjoyed – Talking to on and off the record, who is the remaining star left on this team, Patrick, is, of course, Trevor Story. Uh, he's, he's I think, really grown out of his shell from early in his career when he was kind of the young, quiet guy. You know, he was going to just do his thing and, and let Nolan and Charlie and Cargo be the leaders and, and veterans and, and all of that. And I think he's really grown up into understanding that he's a star in this game uh, and, and that he can be. A superstar in this game, and he he has set his sights on that. Uh, he's been really an incredible player over the last couple of years. I think he was uh, the Rockies' best player in 2018, and well, and then maybe even since, <laughs> and, and kind of and and moving on, <clears throat> he was certainly uh, their best position player this last shortened season in 2020. As we've talked about many times on this podcast before. He will be a free agent, if not signed to an extension, uh, at the end of this season. And so the Rockies can either, A, trade him now and kind of go full in on the tanking, as we talked about, or just, you know, you're not going to win many games. You're going to lose even more games without him. B, trade him at the deadline, where maybe teams panic and give you a little more for him. Maybe, you know, he's got less on the deal. It's, it's tougher there, but... Someone gets injured, right? Because some, we're, we're going to talk right. about how many options there are. That, that was
1: part of, I think, you know, my frustration, a lot of other people's frustration with the Arenado deals. You go, everyone's already made their moves. Like, players have been signed. Like, we know Justin Turner's still out there, but all the tran- big transactions have been made, so now there's not as many takers not as many. You'd think everyone would still want a superstar third baseman, but again, if you've got only so much money to spend, you may have already spent that. So now there's there's less suitors out there. You wait with Trevor Story now because there's frankly not as many options. Someone gets hurt, or even just the right team is in need of a shortstop, they're gonna go. Yeah, let's go all in on this, and uh, let's let's acquire Story. And, and and at this point now that that probably is the best option. And option three,
0: right? It's just let him play out the season and then lose them in free agency and you've got potentially get something because we're not sure exactly what's going to
1: happen with the CBA
0: that it keeps (laughs) getting
1: mentioned. And right. Depending on the source, I don't know. I don't know if the person, yeah. Yeah. Depending on the source of the person who's saying it, I'm like, do you actually know that it may not be a draft pick? Like Dick Monford said that and you go, do you know, Dick, that it's that's not guaranteed? Like the CBA means you're renegotiating everything. And you know, yeah. at one point there was no qualifying offer where you can get a compensation right. pick. And at one point, that compensation pick went from like being you know a first rounder to nothing. Here here was something interesting this offseason that I kind of learned is that when the Tampa Bay Rays picked up Brad Hopp's contract from the Rockies and just rostered him for a short amount of time. And you know, I forget how much was left in his deal, a million or whatever that gave them like the 52nd pick because the compensation was much different back then. It was a lot looser and they picked up Blake Snell. So because the Rays just go, yeah, we'll take your guy. We don't really care what he does. We just want to get the pick at the end of the season. Turned okay. out to be pretty good for yeah. that Rays organization. So we just no. don't have that guarantee that it will be a draft pick. You know, maybe it'll be international signing bonus money. We'll, we'll see. And, and if it is a draft pick, maybe it just might not be as good as, you know, it is under the current CBA. So there's a little, there's a gray area with that, but yeah, those would be the three options with Trevor's story.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like I said, I guess the, the fourth option is you can try to extend him. And we, we've talked about why obviously that seems unlikely to happen at this particular moment in time, but I, I don't think it's impossible by any means. Uh, I, I, I think on the flip side of it, you've got to ask yourself if, if that's even wise. I mean, they're essentially in the exact same place with Trevor Story right now that they were with Nolan Arenado a couple of years ago. And you can give him a six-year deal at $28 million a year with an opt-out after two years and, you could, and a no-trade clause. I mean, you can give him the same thing at slightly less AAV because the market's lower and he's not quite as proven as Nolan. And and a few other things, and you basically give him 90%. Give him the, the 90% of the Nolan Arenado deal, and then two years from now, you're right back in this same situation where you've either got to trade him or he's going to take the opt-out and he's not happy that he's losing and he wants to get out of here before he's lost all of his prime, X, Y, and Z. And the problem of if, if the Rockies really aren't going to spend more whatever they say their, their budget is, and it appears to be a little bit different pandemic times, but still, if they're not going to spend more, do you want to spend X percent of your roster, of your salary on a handful of players? You've already said you can't do it with Nolan Aronado, Then why can you with Trevor Story? If it's not a good idea now, then it's probably not a good idea two years from now. So trade him, get what you can for him. And I don't think that necessitates a rebuild. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, you know, he, even letting him play mm-hmm. out and losing to free agency while no one likes it. It's like I don't know what kind of prospects you're going to get for him at this point because he only does have the one year. But probably something decent. You yeah, know, the, the, I, the, the the return on the story doesn't is give be the good. extension the better. Yeah, the, right. so just get get the answer now. Yesterday, preferably on the extension. I mean, make your make your honest effort. Take everything you can say. Here's the extension. And if he says no, like like you're gonna say, you can get a decent return here.
1: Yeah, you know the the one favorable thing with Story, you say, hey, you're only getting him for for one season, but at 18.5 million dollars, no
0: big contract, yeah,
1: right. Yeah, you know, there's no such thing as as a bad one year deal, and for him making that you know little amount of money, making less than half. Of what Trevor Bauer will be, there's obviously some value in that. So there's a lot of trade capital for story
0: right now for the Rockies. Did, didn't Marcus Simeon, do you know the number? Uh, I was going to, didn't he just sign for like one year 18 million in Toronto? Isn't it pretty close to that? It is one, I believe it was one
1: year 18. So it's almost exactly what the qualifying offer is. And he's going to be playing second base because. Bo Bichette is that Bo, shortstop. Bobo. Bo. So that's kind of interesting. Again, oh, you have Jays, you right. have a guy that may, you know he needs to reclaim a little bit of his value after a down twenty twenty and in Marcus Simeon. Um, and again, he'll be playing out of position, but you know he should be able to to get back there uh, playing shortstop. So guys are, you know, their their wants and their their are what they're asking for is is definitely starting to change, and we're seeing these large pillow contracts. And I think. You know, Trevor Story could do real well by his family if he signs maybe a, a four year deal where give him thirty-five million dollars over the next two seasons, then twenty-five million dollars in year three and mm-hmm. either twenty or twenty-five year in, in year four. So it actually goes down in value so that when it comes time for you to, you know, maybe open up that window of contention, depending on how you know the lost boys end up doing. You'll, you'll be in there. Again, it's being creative with the salary so that Story gets his money, but the Rockies pay him that money when it's much easier for them to do it. Because right now, they only have about $47 million of guaranteed money on the books. And by guaranteed, I mean players who are not arbitration eligible. I think it's only yeah, Blackman, right. Oberg, and Marquez are the only guys that have actual really money true, coming to them. Everyone else, you could just designate for assignment. Like what happened to David Dahl? You go, That's it. all right, let's add his three million dollars to the you know to the payroll total. Well, no, it, it wasn't guaranteed only if they had agreed on a number. So if they let him go, they didn't have to pay him any money. They they were able to just designate him freely. And so only about 47 million, I think, next year. Um, and then in 2023, we're talking like 20 some million dollars. So they've they've got like money to burn in a sense, even if they're looking to you know, kind of pull back the reins a little bit, a lot of these guys that are going to be eligible for uh, arbitration, they're still not going to be making that much money because again, that that's the whole idea about them being lost boys is they haven't really done anything in the majors. They've shown flashes of brilliance, but since they haven't really put it all together, they're not going to cost you a lot um, in, in the arbitration process. So they they got to spend on, on something. So you know what? Go ahead, overpay for Story the next couple of years. You keep your star intact. You know people will still come out to the ballpark to see Blackman and Story. Uh, maybe you get creative again and and you sign Freeland and, and or Sensatella to a deal where you actually pay them more early on and you pay them a less later on down the line when they're veterans. So now you free up some of that uh, payroll flexibility. They just got to get creative and. We haven't seen that, so I'm not going to expect it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, at at this particular moment, I don't have any specific expectations, and I'm just going to walk (laughs) forward that (laughs) way, and I'd I'd rather at this point think about what I would do with this team because I really don't think that anyone knows. I, I don't think that they know, and that's probably a problem, but they've wandered into success before. There's one element of this that, I think I see a promising pattern where I'm going to project forward a little bit here. So let me run my idea by you, but I do want to let you know that my ideas are at least partially brought to you by MSU Denver Online. That's right. I got a little bit of education there myself, taking some digital classes back in the day before it was cool or, you know, Required. <laughs> basically, Legally mandated. Basically necessary. Uh, but still, man, back when I was just trying to do a lot of different things and needed flexibility for the schedule, took in a couple of courses at msudenver.edu slash online absolutely fantastic they've got the best teachers in the world at this they're not overwhelmed by digital education very responsive to emails questions stuff like that plus they tend to work in the department that you're you know going for your education in so sometimes they can hook you up with the right people you can find yourself into a nice place of business there and if not maybe you're looking to finish an old degree start up a new one or just pick up a new skill Whatever it is, you can find something for you at MSU Denver online. And if you apply today through the 14th, that's Valentine's Day you may all be aware of that and you use the code DNVR Sports. they'll waive that application fee. So there's really no excuse not to do it right now. If you've been thinking about getting some classes in, you know I know that fee can be uh, really, really scary, staring you in the face sometimes. So use the code DNVR Sports, no fee get a few classes in you're gonna have a good time I promise you
1: for me I would want to take like a digital art class
0: as like again
1: hobby yeah it might not might not be for a degree of any sort but just to improve my skills and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening right now that go yeah I want to kind of up my math game a little bit so I can start crunching my own numbers and you know see if I can invent my own defensive metrics or uh, my own version of war whatever it is but uh, MSU Denver edu slash online is is where you're going to find that little bit of
0: an upgrade in your mental
1: capacities
0: and i also recommend you get brain food you gotta you gotta exercise your brain but your brain doesn't work if you don't have the food in there and believe it or not hassle cattle company wagyu beef great brain food it's working for mine can't you tell actually got some bacon downstairs mm. right now waiting for me we're going to do a little breakfast for dinner tonight that Wagyu beef bacon. And you can really do it with that because it's a full entree. If you're going like, I don't know, bacon's not really hearty enough as like the main centerpiece of a meal. Well, then you're not getting the right bacon. (laughs) Have you heard of a
1: BLT also? Right. (laughs) Also, how dare
0: you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, but if that's not your speed, uh, we had a couple of Denver steaks the other night. They got New York strip. They got mm. award-winning hamburgers, ground yes. beef and ground chuck that we have put into chili and burritos. Basically, we've had Hassle Cattle Company beef, I think, five of the last seven nights. Meat sauce. You, mean, you meat sauce?
1: <laughs> do you do meat sauce?
0: Do you meat sauce?
1: I'm like, a meat sauce
0: guy. Okay, okay. So i not... Not really, but like, I want to try it. Like, you've never had meat sauce. See, not, I wasn't.
1: I don't know if this is like an East Coast thing. If I it's, think it is. I like cafeteria food. I don't. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, that's that's where I first had it, like beefaroni day in in middle school, and be like, oh yeah, there's meat in the sauce. But yeah, you fry up the the meat. You know, get it nice and crumbly, especially if you're you're you're, you're having Hassle Cattle Company ground beef, and then. Throw, you know, throw some sauce in there and, ooh, you have to check that out. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just always used to putting it with potatoes, uh, meat, have uh, potatoes. I'm very okay. Irish in that way. <laughs> it's potato with everything. But uh, I, either way, and, and I'm about to put in for another. I, actually, I still think we got a little bit. I got that big order because, you know, when you order over 200 bucks, you get mm-hmm. free shipping. So I got a free shipping order several weeks ago. Still have plenty of the. Ground chuck and stuff like that. Like I said, we got the bacon out tonight. I think we just finished off the steaks the other night. Haven't had to buy beef at the grocery store all month. Use the promo code DNVR10. You'll get ten percent off. And the challenge remains open. I've seen several people tweeting at me. Got them. It's great. It's delicious. I love it. Zero complaints. It's meat porn.
1: Meat porn (laughs) is is taking over Twitter right now. The Hassle Cattle Company. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that out when I said that, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, and the, I think the best part with the Hassle Cattle Company is, especially if you, if you get that free shipping with an order over $200, you go, all right, we got to get ready for this. Let's clean the freezer out. And you're going to start digging out some stuff that you yep. didn't know was still in there or you're happy to have found and you go, well, great. Look at that. So really you got all those meals that you get from the Hassle Cattle Company. And then you also get those meals Of things that you thought out and you go oh yeah that my mother made these 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 wings two years ago i never ate them let's throw these bad boys out boom you get another free meal out of the deal boom boom
0: boom forget about it forget it all right so let me run my uh (laughs) since you brought up the rockies rotation and all this stuff let me run what i would do by you here at this point which i feel like they've been kind of leaning into this idea i've had a lot of people ask, so why not okay because i just said i would trade trevor story either now or at the deadline i mean try to get the best deal you can um i'm gonna extend john gray i'm gonna extend kyle freeland i know i don't expect to compete especially if i've just traded trevor story in 21 22 maybe not even 23 right Now, I I, I might press and go, I don't know, by 23, I think some of these young cats, especially, you know, it depends on who we've brought in. If I'm making this trade for Trevor Story and we'll see how these other guys are going or whatever, maybe you do move out. uh, You've talked about other clever deals you can do in the meantime, bringing in a veteran, moving them at the deadline. If some of these relievers in the meantime, uh, Michael Givens, you can flip, maybe a Daniel Bard even you could flip, whatever, for a couple of years from now, right? But you're building for that time. Well, John Gray and Kyle Freeland in 24 are going to be 31 years old. You know, they're not ancient. They're not done. All they've really gained is experience at Coors Field and, you know, more opportunity to have either proven themselves or not. Now, you know, you may be asking, one, why would any of these guys want to stay here? Well, none of these guys have sterling resumes, right? That if Marquez was going to become a free agent in the next two years, I'll say goodbye to him, (laughs) right? But you don't have to worry about that. That's the one guy they got extended. Knocked out. Freeland, you've got the hometown thing, and you've got the fact that his 2019 was an epic disaster. And if you approached him today with a similar deal to Herman Marquez. Not only do I believe, I have heard from a number of people that that is a thing that he would he would sign something in that realm. And I don't think anyone would be shocked by that.
1: It would be very affordable, too. Because, again, going going back to those, those arbitration numbers, one great season, one not-so-good season. Also, too, was never a big strikeout guy. So, you know, right. if you look at the pitchers that he's comparable to, he's not going to make a lot of money in arbitration. So if you do extend him, what you're actually saying is, we're going to guarantee you this money. Again, think about the David Dahl situation. He was supposed to make $2.7 million in arbitration. He got nothing from the Rockies. Well, if they had signed him to some kind of extension, he would have had that money guaranteed to him no matter what happened. And so Kyle Freeland's going to go, wait a minute, you're telling me you're going to give me guaranteed money. Even if I get hurt, I don't have to worry about anything that is better than going year to year. Again, we know guys want to bet on themselves, um, but he's not going to be making a lot of money through arbitration, even even up until his, his final year in, in, in 2023. Um, and then if you go ahead and, and, and tack on a year or two after that, it still could be relatively affordable for that time when that next generation of, of guys or these lost boys finally start hitting their stride. So I, I, I think that – and again, you – if if Dick Monfort is all about kind of building Coors Field around a name or two, there's really nobody bigger than Kyle Freeland, or there might not be anybody bigger than Kyle Freeland in <laughs> the Denver baseball sports area once you know Charlie Blackman's you know run comes to an end. Which right. there's no saying it. it it will when his By contract Levinas. ends, but Kyle Freeland is still going to be one of those notable names.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that that's something that can and, and, and probably will get done and pr- needs to get done honestly as soon as possible because his fan base needs something to be happy about and Kyle Freeland is something everybody can feel good about he shouldn't cost too much but you can increase what he's been making so it's that and that's the same Goldilocks zone you find in with with John Gray as much as I you know bump up what he's been and and try to say, look, John Gray is way better than people think. He's still a guy with a career 459 ERA. Right now. I don't think raw ERA should mean all that much. And if people were looking at his ERA plus, and if that's how contracts were signed, he would make more, but it's not. And John knows that. And the other GMs know that. And the Rockies know that the other thing is that John frankly is, is a creature of comfort and habit and he likes it here. Um, Has he considered going other places and what it might be like to not have to deal with this thing? You bet he has every Rockies pitcher, especially if it, if it, you grew up in this, you know, and I wonder what it would be like to go somewhere else. But John Gray really likes being a Colorado Rocky and he's not going to make big bucks on the free agent market. He'll make decent money and somebody out there would probably pay him enough to go away. I'm not saying there's no chance. There's a chance. But I don't think the market is going to pay him fair either way. So I think there's an opportunity right there for the Rockies to step in and say, we'll give you the 13-14 a year that maybe some other team might. But now you're going to a whole new situation you don't know and all this other stuff. You know, you stay here, be this guy, be this thing. You can become, and it's very much actually on the table, though it depends on how Marquez does, for John Gray to start, like, knocking down all-time Rockies records, especially in terms of strikeouts and stuff. And so, you know, I I think there's a decent chance there. I, I think if they offered him a fair deal, he would sign to stay here. And those guys could be the sort of veteran presence the next time the team got good would be the young position players. And these guys would be veteran pitchers by that time. And I think that could create for a really cool and fun and interesting dynamic. Because the other way to think about it is this, Patrick, if you trade John Gray and Herman Marquez right now, what are you trying to get players who in two or three years will be what John Gray and Herman Marquez are right now? You, you need that from somebody. Why not just invest in the guys who've already shown you they can do it? That's my pitch.
1: Yeah, and they're they're still going to need you know those those bodies in the rotation. I mean, Peter Lambert has really been the only guy in, in in close to the last five years that's had any major arm problems, or at least had Tommy John surgery out of the the Rockies' rotation. I know Russen has had issues, Tyler Anderson. But again, needing Tommy John, where guys out for essentially two full seasons, Right. and um And so, so the Rockies have been lucky or, or or blessed at whatever you want to call it. Maybe they've been a little bit skilled. Maybe you got to give a little credit to, to Keith Duggar and, and what really? he's been able to do. That's right. So you know, spending some money on on John Gray to bring him back for the rotation next year, even if you're not contending, I think is just again a, a good idea. Versus going out and having to spend five to ten million dollars on on a, on a one year deal again, like a Kyle Kendrick situation, and then we. Brought his name up, I think, a little yesterday, uh, or, or Jamie Moyer, where hey, you just need to fit somebody in, but you don't know what you're going to get with that, and it's never been good. It's just never been good. So you might as well you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't, and the Rockies have money to go ahead and do that. So I I, I think it it would certainly be a, a good idea, as you say, creature of habit. One one thing that I um, when I, I spoke with Josh Fuentes, um, I didn't really get around to because it wasn't that important of a question. But I wanted to say, is Nolan excited about training in Florida? He's only been an Arizona boy his whole life, so close to LA, right? I don't, right, I don't right, know right. if he's would come on a private jet, you know, to go home and for his mom's birthday or something like that. But that opportunity and that option is there for him. Now he's got to be dealing with the the humidity of Florida. And like so that's a different beast. And and some of those rides are are kind of difficult there's there's five teams on the eastern coast of Florida and the other ten are on the western coast now he's not jumping on a bus to go to that western side which ultimately means he's only playing against four other teams the entirety of spring training that can get old it's it's a part of the game but Arizona is nice convenient for the Rockies for all the teams that play there the two farthest you know ballparks away from each other only about 45 minutes so it's really easy and convenient to travel and yeah I, I think, Teams also, you know, I, I know have a tendency to overspend a little bit on the guy, on the guys that they want to retain before they go to free agency. So I think he's probably going to get, you know, a slightly more fair offer from the Rockies than if he says, you know, I'm going to wait because th- there might be a bidding war out there. There's a lot of bodies out there every year, more and more every year right, right. because, you know, being designated for assignment, all these one and two year deals for starters. So. It's, it's only going to make it that much more difficult. So if their offer, offer comes in from Dick Monfort, I, I definitely think you could see John Gray accepting that.
0: And let me ask you this question too. What is the value of just finding out what this group of pitchers can do? You know, give Sensatella the, you know, I, I was saying, you know, a story that 90% of the Arenado deal, you give Sensatella 90% of the Marquez deal yeah has he shown what marquez can do yet no not at all he's a little bit younger a little more under control lock him up for a little bit of time give him some guaranteed money not that much maybe it's 80 percent of the marquez deal whatever but it's around that because he's got one great season on his record but just the value of like can we just find out what these guys in their prime really could do and and use them even just as an experiment so that we know for future generations, what DNA to clone when we're trying to figure out how to pitch at Coors field. Cause that's the other thing about it, you know, and I, and I see, uh, you know, people asking about uh, gray, hasn't he missed time for for injuries and all this other stuff? not really 168 innings, 172, 150, 110 in, in 2017. Really this last year was the only time, he missed a major chunk of the season. It was a very short season. Like it's it, it, there are just these misnomers about these guys. And I feel like I just want let's just find out. Like, let's just know. Because you and I have said multiple times, this might arguably be the best collection of starting pitchers the Colorado Rockies have ever had. And if it's not gonna cost you that much, and you're apparently not investing in your third base spot anymore, and after next year, I don't know how. You're going to be pouring deep money into shortstop anymore. So Charlie Blackman and Desmond's gone. They're all gone, Patrick. Charlie Blackman's the only guy making money. Why not just invest in these dudes and find out? Not how far they're going to take you in terms of wins and losses. You'll need the position players to come along and, and make that happen. But literally just see like which of them stay healthy and which of them don't. Which of them can continue to produce at Coors Field into their early 30s? And which of them don't? You know, who can hang on and do it? Because we don't have answers to these questions. We've never seen this before. And I, for one, would just like to know, like, what can Marquez, Freeland, Sensatella, Gray, these other guys maybe? And if they all fall off the map, your your investment in, in them isn't that deep to begin with. So I just... You know, that's, that's my thing is like, what is it even worth to you as an organization to find out if these guys really are the real deal and coming into their primes, they do figure it out. Now, not only do you have, so, so maybe you've got your best rotation of all time at the worst possible time because your position on the player side is just a mess. But now you have a blueprint, Patrick, you have a thing you can try to achieve in future generations forever and ever. You have at least answered the most pivotal question in the history of your franchise. How do you pitch at Coors field? And
1: maybe this maybe this is the blueprint. Maybe it's actually been the blueprint again. Marquez is the only one that's been locked up, gray on the precipice of a free agency. still so three more years with Freeland and Senzatella. But you could see this maybe being the blueprint because after Ryan Rawlison, I think there's kind of a, a black hole right now in the system again. So you know maybe maybe, maybe this is a, a positive spin uh, for having you know one of one of the bottom five, bottom ten. Uh, farm systems in the game right now is that hey you know what you can get away with not having good young pitching now it's not great uh, for for trading into to acquire a guy you need to but they don't need to acquire anyone right now because they are in rebuild mode uh, mode whether they want to admit it or not we'll still wait to see what happens with castellani antonio santos is young um you know jose Mujica, who we mentioned yesterday but other than that, really, it's going to be some time until hell, Chris Olivares is ready. He's only twenty years old; turn twenty-one later this year. Carl Kaufman, who uh, was a high-round pick back in, in twenty nineteen, other than years that, ago. right? Yeah, who's yeah. who's yet to even play he's a game for the Rocky? He still yeah. hasn't played. So really, those are the only two guys that, uh, and Chris McMahon too. We'll, we'll throw him in the mix like really, like Those you've got three starting pitches that you can get excited about. Um, there's other names I could throw in there, but they haven't really done anything to really it's the
0: big lefty they just took in the draft, weatherly. Sam Sean weatherly, Sam Weatherly.
1: Yeah. So That's again, you you, you have <laughs> you have yeah. a bit of a of a of a black hole potentially. And again, right. guys will appear, guys will be better than their, their actual draft position. So again, you can get away with saying Man, you know what? No one is is loving our pitching prospects, but that's okay because we're loaded. We've got we've got five guys. We got the four veterans that you know. And we got Ryan Rawlson as our as our number five, who maybe can work his way up to number two or number three in the rotation. And you go, we don't need pitching prospects right now, so we're okay. And that, yeah, that that is a blueprint to to getting yourself back to some relevance.
0: I don't hate a four way battle for the fifth starter spot moving forward between now. We know Lambert's not. In the battle just yet but he'll join it mm-hmm. by the end of the year and you got castellani rollison and gomber i like I, th- I think that's a solid little battle there and if it does turn out that one of these other guys have gray you know the shoulder injury from this last year and he, and he wasn't good and it turns out mm, nope he shows you nothing in 21 and then you don't even entertain the idea of extending him and that's the other thing let him pitch well for the first half of 21 then extend john gray uh but if it goes the other way, you know you let him walk, and and maybe you've got these other guys around for something. But I, I really and Sensatello is the real deal. I, I'm I'm really in on Sensatello as I was before. Why would I be less in on him than I was before he did the thing I said he was going to do? So, uh, you know, he's still he, he's going to be 26 this next year. These guys are are still young enough that the the pitching is going to be fun to watch, man. Some of the other parts of the baseball less fun to watch, but the pitching. Uh, at Could least be. while healthy.
1: And frustra- it's a, it'll be frustrating to watch the pitching from the aspect of you go, just get these guys some run support, right? Where oh, you yeah. go, oh man, right. this guy is busting his hump. Pitched right. great. Yeah, gave up a two run home run in the sixth. So now, you know, he went six innings, gave up three run earned runs. You go, that's a quality start. That should be fine in Coors Field to put you in line for a victory. And you're like, he's losing 3 nothing. It's ah, that's, like, that's gonna be draft king of the
0: game, seven innings pitched, two earned runs. He took the L.
1: <laughs> it's not gonna be frustrating. It's gonna be, let's bring it back, fun strating.
0: Fun strating. It's gonna, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. If the Rockies use that for the cover of their yearbook early, I mean I'll I'll be upset, but at the same time, you know what? Hey, pay homage. Maybe I get a free copy in the mail from that. I don't know. Charlie and the children children's gonna show up you don't want to say Charlie and the children factory that is it flows just as well Oh no. there, there's there's too many sound bites in this episode between meat porn Charlie and the children factory I'm sure there's got to be a third one in there
0: but oh uh. man that is uh that is yes all right and on. that's well, because nope.
1: their system is churning out all
0: these great young ball players uh, it's a factory of a factory oh yeah 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 no i mean yeah i uh i actually am i have i have fully turned the corner to i am beyond fascinated to see what these guys do <laughs> like like again expectations not high you get to be free of high expectations and just be like well 162 innings of josh fuentes is going to let us know one way or the other if he can hang and we're gonna find out, and you know Garrett Hampson Sam Hilliard, I get a feeling we're gonna find out and and some of these other guys, so yeah man it's uh but i I'd, I'd hang on to these pitchers. It's a special group, and I know the team's not necessarily going anywhere this year or the year after, maybe even the year after, but in twenty twenty four Antonio Sennzitello will still be twenty nine years old, he'll still be in his twenties, <sighs> so. We could actually Maybe see some National guys...
1: League-style baseball in Coors Field. Yeah. Because the bullpen has some potential. We know the starting rotation, when healthy, has tons of potential. And it, it could be uh, could be hitting the hole, the, hitting behind the runner.
0: The defense will be there, Maybe. too. I mean, we know they're going to take a downgrade at third, but Ryan McMahon can pick it. Straight up, folks. Like Ryan McMahon's a good defender.
1: A dead-end baseball will also help defenses as well, too.
0: That would be very nice. (laughs) I'm getting
1: pumped up for an only an 89-loss
0: season. Let's go! 89
1: (laughs) losses. What?
0: (laughs) You know how straight-up, though, I excited I would be for dead ball to come back? Because that is one thing where, like, I'm not old man yells at cloud most of the time in baseball. I'm like, bring on the electronic umpires and, you know, all the other stuff. But DH to the NL. I'm for it. Let's go. But... I am getting sick of the three true outcomes game. Yeah, I'm I am a little bit like I love defense and base running and going first to third and hitting the cutoff, man. And it's just like waiting for a mistake and hitting it over the fence just isn't. Quite as much fun as it used to be. Hey, Nolan!
1: Nolan showed all those guys in the clubhouse last year. Hey, if you don't have power and you can't put it out because of his shoulder issue, make more contact. And again, did, didn't work for him necessarily. <laughs> did he show them? It, well, it, it didn't. It didn't work from that that aspect. That you know, again, his his numbers suffered. But you saw that, like, look, it can be done. You can't make and all the
0: contact, yeah.
1: And if you're if you're if more guys are making that kind of a contact, you know, then. That large outfield and course field, you're gonna be dunking in some more hits here and there, and that, that could create some uh, run scoring opportunities. We'll we'll see. That it's baseball, it's it's not oh, gonna baseball. be boring.
0: Defense. Defense, they never chant that at a baseball game. <laughs> Defense. <Yeah. laughs> it's a, it's a Might be distracting gem. to the picture. Yeah. Web gem. It's hard to predict that kind of thing. All right. Um, well. Let us know what you think the team should do with Trevor Story, John Gray, Hermen Marquez, any of those types of guys. Do you want to trade them? Do you think they could be around for the next successful version of the Colorado Rockies? Do you want to see them build around them, trade them all off, full rebuild? What do you want to see? Do you think they're going to lose 100 games? Let us know. Follow us on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content plus you get discounts on hats shirts masks you get a bigger beer when you come down to the dnvr bar and you get access to our private chat room the discord channel where you can come and talk to us about all kinds of things whether it's sports related we're talking about movies and tv shows a little pro wrestling always having fun in the pro wrestling channel talking about fun stuff. So just come hang out with us, man. That's what subscribing to the DNVR.com really does for you. It makes you a full-on part of this here community. And we absolutely love all of you out there who continue to be absolutely awesome. You know that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Griezmann. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Despite everything going on with the Rockies right now, we hope that show managed to put a smile on your face. And hey, if you want your smile to be the best, it absolutely can be. You got to head over to our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group located in Lakewood, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. They are the best family dentist you're going to find, one of the best dentist experiences you could hope for. Our sales director, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth removed there. I know Ali is getting ready to do that thing down at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're going to make you comfortable. They're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, and they're going to take care of you. Your teeth are your best friends. you got to take care of them. They'll take care of you. And the best place to get all of it taken care of is over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Remember, supporting our partners means supporting us, and Green Mountain Dental Group has been there from the very beginning. So if you want to talk some sports with some folks, you want to feel comfortable, you want to support a local great business, and you want to take care of yourself, head over to Green Mountain Dental Group today, and remember to get your free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule that cleaning, x-ray, or exam.